1: Oilers
2: Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
1: 630
0: Chad. I believe in this team and I believe
2: in the city. That's
0: why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the Oilers.
2: Drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. There's a lot of work to do. My
0: goal is to lead this team to become an elite team in the National Hockey League. This, this is Ryan Hopkins. Hopkins. This is Oscar this Plus. Is this,
1: this is Milan This is Connor from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex.
2: Office supplies at huge savings.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
2: D I G I T E X
1: Now Bob Stauffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers 630 Chad
0: for joining you in studio yes indeed probably my favorite red rider song to oh, there's, I mean there's some great ones lunatic fringe white hot that's human race Special shout-out uh, to my man, Bryn, who's getting back in the race again. This is orders Now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. You're all-in-one convenient location in Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy. Office technology, software, IT, and supplies. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan, S. Scott, uh, with you. It was interesting today. I, I bumped into uh, one of the one of the parents of a former Golden Bears player that I used to do uh, play-by-play for, Brian Wolger, and. Uh, You know, the conversation around the coffee shop today, in and around Yesa Pogliarvi. Here we go again with Yesa Pogliarvi after some uh, reports moved last night suggesting that perhaps he was going to sign with uh, Jokrid over in the KHL. Uh, They don't actually even have his rights. Torpedo has his rights in the KHL. I know Mark Spector today uh, put a tweet out saying uh, for Marcus Lato, who is Pogliarvi's agent, that maybe uh, it's best for the team, Lato said. Uh, he's spoken to GM Ken Holland, but nothing specific on a new deal for the RFA, Paul Yarby. Uh Yes, a Paul Yarby will be qualified by the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, could he be traded? Yes, he could be. Um, is there a sense maybe a fresh start elsewhere might make the most sense? That that could happen. We've discussed this before. Uh, one of three scenarios exist. Paul Yarby, uh Is back with the Oilers next season with a new GM and new head coach in tow uh, with the combination of Ken Holland and Dave Tippett that's option one option two is he gets traded if he gets traded my guess is it would be for another prospect uh, that has maybe struggled early in his NHL career those are sort of the deals that get made. And then the third may be at some point a return to Europe, but not to Joker at this time. So priority remains for Marcus Leto, who also represents Biko Koskinen, uh, for Paul Yarby to ply his trade in North America. I'm from the 75-25 school. Uh, when it comes to player development, 75% is on the player, 25% is on the organization. Uh, there were some things that occurred here early, in the relationship with Poliari, that may have undermined his chance to grow. Uh, not all of it's on Poliari, but some of it is. And I would say there's been some obstinance and stubbornness there. There's something there with the player as well. Uh, and it's refreshing when we have a guy like Brian Burke who does this show every Thursday on Orders now for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, saying, "Look, you know, when I was with Calgary in 2016, you know, we were trying to get that pick for Poliari, and the Flames ended up getting Matthew Kachuk, And all Brad Trelivian has down in Calgary to do right now with Matthew Kachuk is try to get the numbers down if he goes indeed eight years on a deal. I mean, you're probably looking at $7.5 million per. So it's funny how things work out. Situations are fluid. You know, in hindsight, June 27th to July 3rd of 2016. I think the Oilers might have uh, some thoughts on maybe how some of those decisions worked out uh, for the organization but it's part of the reason why we're at right now uh, with now Ken Holland and Dave Tippett on board. Coming up on today's show the Oilers a couple days ago re-signed two critical parts of their success in the American Hockey League uh, this year. Uh, Brad Malone basically uh, the leader, de facto leader of the forwards on the team, uh, back for another year, and goaltender Shane Sturette. And Storet will join us at about 12.15 on today's edition of the Boilers. Now at 12.35 from Hockey Night in Canada, where he's working Stanley Cup Final, which is now going to Game 5, which will be played tomorrow night. Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey on Rogers, 105 today, uh, we're going to get to some of Dave Tippett's comments from his appearance in Oiters now on Monday, as well as an interview with Alex Turcott and, time permitting, Philip Broberg as well. And then 135, we're going to tell you a little about the Oiters locker room sale, which is going to take place... Saturday, That's a June 8th. Uh, so it's this Saturday from 11 until 2 p.m. Dwayne Tomko from the Oilers Entertainment Group is going to slide by and join us. Tell us about some of the events that are going on, including autograph opportunities with current Oiler Chris Russell, uh, 1990 Consummate Trophy winner Bill Ranford, and two guys that... Uh, are probably going to get drafted. One guy who's definitely going to get drafted. Uh, David Cope is draft eligible this year. He's a big right wing, kind of a bit along the lines of a Brett Leeson, maybe a little bit of a late bloomer. Uh, maybe a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick this year. Dylan Gunther down from the uh, Oil Kings as well. He is going to be going likely in the top 10 picks of the 2021 NHL draft. Now you can reach us at the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree has The Cult Friday night. want to remind you, you can get tickets to Ticketmaster.ca for that. The River Cree is getting bigger and better, and their main casino floor will become 100% smoke-free. River Cree Resort Casino, excitement, bet on it. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at a now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. Tweet Brendan, at Brendan Escott. So, Brendan, here's one thing we're going to throw out there today on our text line. And you love it when I do this to you, don't you? You love it when I just throw these curveballs at you early because it's not really a fastball. A fastball is usually easy to hit. Curveball, you know. So, you know. Here we go. So, yes, so Puljarvi. Can you think of a prospect that it might make if the Oilers investigate the trail, trade route off the top of your head in 10 seconds or less since you got Shane Strett calling on the other line. Can you think of a prospect that might make sense for Edmonton to potentially, uh, you know, give Paul Yarvey a fresh start and get somebody back with. It's got to be
2: somebody out of Carolina's system, to me. Uh, they got a lot
0: of defensemen. They do. Uh, they got. <laughs> they got Hayden Flurry. They got Jake Bean. Julian Gauthier. I was thinking Gautier. Gautier was the name that came to mind, to be honest. All right, answer the phone there. We'll get hooked up with Shane Strep momentarily here. I'd like to get some thoughts and some ideas and some suggestions from you. Text us at six thirty, six thirty on our Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford out of uh, Fort Saskatchewan. And uh, the Gautier one, I mean, again, Paul Yarby was a fourth overall pick. And it's interesting. He didn't spend a lot of time down in Bakersfield this year, but there was a lot of growth with players in Bakersfield, including maybe a little bit of a surprise with how far one guy went in goal, because at the start of the year, we all thought Al Montoya was going to be the, uh, the the Oilers' number one goaltender in the farm, and frankly, he kind of took himself out of the mix, and fortunately for the Edmonton Oilers, they had somebody else step up to the plate, and that somebody else is going to join us right now. We're joined by uh, Shane Storette. Shane, it's Bob Stauffer from Oilers Radio. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. So, tell me this. Um, you know, you, you gotta. You know, goaltender is a little bit different position. But at the start of the season, knowing that you had Al Montoya down there with you, did you envision a scenario where you were gonna get, uh, you know, end up getting the amount of appearances uh, that you did during the course of the year? And and just for people, I'm just gonna quickly read the numbers here. You ended up getting uh, 42 regular season appearances in. You went 27, 12, and two. A 2.33 goals against average. A 918 save percentage. I mean, you had a great year. But with Montoya there at the start of the year, did you see that as being foreseeable?
1: Uh, I knew I was going to get a get my shot eventually. Uh, when I was when I wasn't playing as much, I was working with Swilah, and he said, you know, we're we're preparing for you to get your chance. You know, you're going to get a game here and you're going to get a chance to show what you have and we want you to be ready for that chance because that opportunity will lead to more and more and that's what kind of happened. I had one shot, played well, and that led to more and more opportunities to play and that led to the season I had.
0: Uh, so you, you've already credited the goaltender coach, uh, Sylvain Rodrigue, uh, for making part of that happen. How much of it was just your own personal growth and development?
1: Uh, I think he helped a lot and I think, you know, same stay mentally there when you're not playing as much and then when you finally do get a chance to, to be ready for that opportunity it, it was real great having fly there to make sure i was you know ready for the opportunity and for me to just stay mentally prepared for that opportunity knowing that it would eventually come is what, what led to that first first start and that led to the, the more after
0: now, you had a 924, 925 save percentage in back-to-back years uh, in the NCAA, so I mean, that's those are solid numbers um, but I mean, if you're putting up 915 plus in the pro game that's saying something, because in the pro game as a rule of thumb, everybody can shoot the puck Was there a specific part of your game during the course of this year, Shane that you think improved the most? Uh, I, I think
1: one of the things I've really improved on is the reads and the different reads between the pro and college level. I thought reading plays and seeing what's going to happen next and being able to read passes and shots really improved between the college and pro level. And We've been working on uh, tightening up the technical side of the goaltending part. We know that I can make acrobatic saves, and, but we knew there were areas to tighten up and the rebound control to tighten up, so I'm not leaving any easy ones for the guys, put home, and I thought rebound control was another aspect that I really improved on throughout the year. Were you always? I
0: know that uh, Dustin Schwartz is a bit from the OR Sports School with Lyle Mast with. You know, head, uh, head placement's important, tracking's obviously very important, minimizing the amount of movement that goaltenders make is important as well. Some people think, well, then you're taking a guy down the path where he's just a blocker in goal. I don't necessarily agree with that. But is that is there a symbiotic relationship there between maybe what Dustin's trying to do at the NHL level and what Sylvain's trying to do with you guys in Bakersfield in goal?
1: Yeah, they, they they work together, and I know they talk a lot together, and they're making sure they're on the same page with what they're teaching both in Edmonton and in Bakersfield. That way, when you go up there, it's on a complete different style. And I know they're working together to you know, put put forward the best goalies they can with Sly, developing the younger guys to get to that next level, and Schwartz making sure we're succeeding when we get up there. Shane, what was it like to
0: go on that run with this team? This year, I mean, you guys, what bunch you guys, win like seventeen in a row or something.
1: Uh, yeah. I honestly, I forget how what number it eventually got to, but it was, it was a fun run. You know, it was a great group of guys. We were having fun throughout it all, and it 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 was a cool experience to be part of that and kind of a historic run. You know, I think I think it was great to see the fans coming out more and more for games at home games, and it was a great experience from start to finish. Both during that run and throughout the season, did
0: uh, you feel invincible? Because I think you won like fourteen in a row, like fourteen starts in a row, or something <laughs> like that. Like, did you? Just, I, I know they talk about being in the zone, but was there a degree of invincibility there for a while?
1: Uh, not really. There, there were some games where we'd win, you know, two one one nothing. Then there was a couple games where we won, you know, maybe five four. I think we even won one seven six. So. Luckily, luckily, I'm there when they needed me, but they were also there when I needed them, and it was it was a great run.
0: Uh, this is your window. I mean, you signed yourself a one year deal here. The Oilers have got Koskinen under control for the next three years. Uh, Ken Holland has already stated on record like they're going to go out and they're going to spend a little bit of money on a backup. It's not going to be a one million dollar backup coming in here. I would expect a guy between one point seven five and two and a half million uh, minimum. That said, you're 24 and the guys that are finished the year with you, Skinner and Wells, are like uh, 21 years of age each. This is your time, isn't it? To take that next step and to be ready and if, you, I mean, you you know what? I sit here and tell you and say, well, they're going to sign a backup but you're looking at training camp saying, I'm coming in there to compete for an NHL job, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking to go to training camp and, you know, be the best that I can be and be ready for the opportunity at training camp i don't know i don't know what will happen there or what what's going to happen throughout the course of the summer but i'll be preparing for training camp and just going in and giving the best effort that i can
0: who was your uh did you have a favorite goaltender as a kid growing up
1: uh growing up i was always a patrick Royal fan
0: actually <laughs> Well, he'd tell you how good he was as a player and as yeah. a coach. Uh, you're a little bit more modest than Patrick. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I mean, it, he was pretty damn good, wasn't he? That, I mean, that's not—you can't take anything away. He's not my favorite guy personally, Shane. I'm gonna—I think you probably picked up on that right away. But man, yeah. he, he was—he uh, uh, was pretty. What did you like about him?
1: I, I just like the way he played. I thought he was one of the best, if not the best, at the position.
0: Yeah, uh, it's interesting because you're a are you not a Mass kid? Are you? You're, yeah, I'm from Mass. Yeah, uh, you're picking the Montreal Canadiens goalie here. Or by then, <laughs> but by the time you're watching, he was probably in Colorado, right?
1: Yeah,
0: he was on the avalanche by then. Yeah, I'm dating myself. I'm old. All right, uh, Shane, <laughs> congratulations on getting the deal done and having a terrific year. Keep it going, and we look for- forward to seeing you here in the fall, okay? All right, thanks for having me. Yvette, that's Shane Sturette. Uh I did not expect him to say Patrick Why I thought, you know, maybe somebody in Boston like Tim Thomas or... Mind you, Tim Thomas is a little bit unorthodox Uh, You know, maybe even Tuukka Rask Who might end up winning If Boston wins the Stanley Cup this year I think Rask is going to win the MVP Well, maybe it'll be Bergeron. 1223 at Edmonton. We're going to take a timeout. Come back with NHL today. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. Patrick Law. Did not see that coming from Shane Strett. I'd say he'd be the uh, exception to the rule in the Boston area products out there. This is orders Now, Bob Stauffer with you. Let's get to NHL today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Elite Promotional Marketing, Get the hottest branded items for summer, like blankets, camping chairs, coolers, outdoor games, and much, much more. Brendan scott has got it.
2: Thanks, Bob. Uh, the Cup final shifts back to Boston for Game 5 tomorrow night, now tied two games apiece after St. Louis earned the 4-2 victory in uh, Game 4 on home ice. A report this morning says that Zdeno Chara suffered a broken jaw in Game 4 against the Blues, which explains him not playing another shift in that game, but still no concrete word whether he'll return for Game 5. Mark Crawford has joined the Chicago Blackhawks as an assistant on Jeremy Colleton's staff. His son, Dylan is a video coach for the team. 40-year-old Pavel Datsuk, has signed a one-year deal with his hometown team in the KHL, and that is ending speculation of an NHL return. He has spent the last three seasons with SKA St. Petersburg. After 11 NHL seasons, Antti Niemi, goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens, has signed in the K as well with Jokeritz on a one-year deal. Habs GM Mark Bergevin saying at the end of the year he would not be re-signing Niemi. And a rumor, as you mentioned off the top of the show, Bob circulating in Finland yesterday that uh, Jesse Puiarvi was eyeing a one-year deal of his own in the K, but his agent Marcus Leto told Darren Dreger he's happy rehabbing here in Edmonton, has no plans of switching leagues. Calder Cup final between Charlotte and Chicago resumes tonight in Chicago with Game 3. They're tied up at uh, one game apiece. In the ECHL, the Leafs affiliates, the brand-new Newfoundland Growlers won the Kelly Cup in their inaugural season as a franchise. They beat the Toledo Walleye 4-3 in Game 6 on home ice they are the first team to win the kelly cup in their first season since the Greenboro greensboro monarchs back in 1990 bob there you have it all right it's 12:28 in edmonton we're going to go off to a global
0: news weather traffic update with cassandra jodoin and when we come back craig simpson out of boston from hockey night in canada
2: oilers now with bob stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad